This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens. And today, our special guest is Miss Alicia, the singer, an incredible singer, songwriter, and vocal coach, originally from Germany, but now at the Atlanta area. What's up, Alicia? What's up? <laughs> good seeing you again. Yeah, it's good seeing you again, too. It's good seeing you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... uh let, let us know about your journey. I know you've had a long journey. You originally were born and raised Ooh. in Germany. And, yes. And now you're here. How did that, when did you start singing? What brought you here to America? Like, let us know the whole journey. Man, it's a long journey. I've always been singing because my father is a singer. But, you know, I've been singing these German uh, pop songs because I didn't know anything about soulful singing. I was just stuck in Germany, you know? Right. And on television, maybe the only person they played is Michael Jackson. Other than that, I've never heard a soul song in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I was singing my pop songs and everything. And I actually got a gold record in Germany for a pop song, Take My Heart. Mm-hmm. And I studied jazz in a university, Berlin. That was the only university that we had for music. I wasn't too keen on jazz, but, you know, that was the school we had. Now, in retrospect, I'm thankful, you know, that I could learn jazz. But when you're young, when you're 18, you don't want to be learning like the jazz standards, you know. Right. But so I was in that school, music university, and I was in the music industry with Sony Records through a group band Onanamen. I was touring in Europe and singing like Taylor Swift type of, you know, (laughs) in German language, which is a very harsh language, you know. Right. Um, And then the day occurred where I bought a ticket to Usher's concert because, you know, he traveled all over the world. Mm -hmm. Man, I heard this man singing. I so fell in love with the soulful tone in his voice. It was like game over. I had to become a singer like that, you know. so it wouldn't get out of my mind and then on the radio in Germany they said Usher's releasing his first I think EP or something or album back in the day Mm -hmm. and he's looking for five people to open up for him I was like it's gonna be me (laughs) (laughs) but like I can barely speak English I'm like you know or sing um soulful but okay I put it sometimes in life you just put something in your head and you just go for it so I bought his CD in Germany my way the first cd he put out yeah, yeah and man i googled the record label jped records his mom record label and i just called every day like a crazy person from germany <laughs> be like hello i want to open up for usher i'm a singer in germany golden record and i'm coming to atlanta you know and they're like oh lord <laughs> <laughs> And then the person who picked up was AJ Alexander. He's the guy who discovered Usher and who was running the record label. And I was calling him every day. And after a while, he was like, girl, just send me a picture. You know how I'd be. (laughs) I sent him a picture. He's like, all right, well, if you want to come over, just come, you know? Right. 
And I was young, I was maybe 18, 19. So I told my parents, I'm going to visit a friend in Germany, but I bought a ticket to America. I've never went to the USA before. And I came over here, okay. 18, 18 hour flight, you know, and I wrote AJ's number on like a piece of paper and I'm at the Atlanta airport. And I was like, oh, where was the paper again? You know, because <laughs> I remember I brought 2000 euros with me because, you know, back in the day I had money in Germany. I was in the music industry, like unlimited money, mm-hmm. unlimited credit cards, right. like the sky's the limit. It don't even matter, you know. So I was like, where was this number again? And I called him and I was like, I'm here. He's like, okay, just stand where you are outside of the airport and I'll find you because I know you from the picture. That's crazy. Didn't have a cell phone, nothing. Yeah, wow. It's wild. I'm glad you didn't lose that number. (laughs) You're nervous now in retrospect. (laughs) That could have been game over right there. Yes. And I just stood there for a long time, but I wasn't scared or anything. And then all of a sudden, a big GMC, that's why I want one to this day, pulled up with, you know, because he um, had Usher's limousine because he came straight from Usher's label, pulled up and was like, Alicia, is that you? I'm like, AJ, is that you? I am Alicia. He's like, just jump in, jump in. (laughs) I jumped in, man. 30 minutes later, I'm sitting at Usher's record label watching him rehearse. Can you imagine? Wow. I know. And then he was like, well, Jonetta, his mom, uh-huh. she wants to hear you sing, though, because you just entered through the record label. You know, that's like it doesn't happen every day. You can't just go in a place like that. So you're going to have a meeting with her in her office. So after all this long flight and stuff, I went into her office and I sung something to her, mm-hmm. which I don't know how I sounded, <laughs> but she was like, OK. So then. He was like, how much money you got with you? <laughs> I was like, well, $2,000 or euros. And then he was like, okay, well, you can afford a hotel. And he got me a hotel. I never forget a Jimmy Carter Boulevard. I was right. like, why am I in Mexico? You know, I thought I flew to America. <laughs> wow. I couldn't comprehend everything in one night. <laughs> right. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he got me a hotel room there, you know, okay. and boom, here I was. Five days later, I opened up for Usher, singing Mariah Carey's um, and Boys to Men's song. What is it? Into the Road. Sorry, the I never told him. What's that song? Yeah, I know, I know the song. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the name of it, but I know the song you're talking about. I know the yeah, song. with a live band. Okay. Literally, literally opening up for Usher, and he came after me. Can you imagine my nerves uh, and everything? Wow, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So were you... Uh, you were touring with him at that time? You were touring around the United States or in the Southeast area? Or were you when you opened it up for him? No, that was just coming to America out the blue and five days later being able to open up for him because he was literally looking for people to open up. But I don't think he was looking for me because it was also other people, very talented American artists opening up. But I was just so determined because I was still talking. Cra- I was like, I want to open up. So I, I don't know how I sounded for real, you know? Right. After five days of being in America, but they let me do it. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So unbelievable. how was that? How was that transition? Because like you said, uh, you know, the German language can be kind of rough on at least on American ears. And oh, yeah. Very. It's, yeah. It's the same with singing. When you when you sing. Um, yes. Is the German accent come out when you sing? Too? Is, it, is it a rough language to sing? Very rough. I'm going to give you an example. 
To nie ja byłam Ewą, to nie ja skradłam niebo, chociaż dosyć mam łez, moich łez, tyle łez. It's like, what is that? It's very hard. Right, a lot of consonants, yeah. oh, hard consonants. <laughs> you said consonants, yeah. <laughs> skradłam niebo. <laughs> yeah, so how did you make that transition from singing, you know, German and having those hard consonants to singing more? That's That's why I wanted to call AJ today because I was at that record label for three, three and a half years. And they had to, you know, teach me every day how to speak English and how to become an R&B singer because that was right. my dream. I'm like, I'm, been, I'm going to be R&B singer. Right. I was born by the river in a little tent. You know, they're like, oh, <laughs> Lord, we got ways to go. They hit quite the same as Donny Hathaway, but, but you, they're, working <laughs> they're working on it. They're working on it. But now, like, they're like, like, mm -hmm. like now you're an amazing singer. Like when I first uh, met you, you were doing a, you know, we partnered up and we did a, uh, like a, a vocal workshop for, for musicians. Or for, for yes. Artists. And like now you're like the training really paid off. And like, obviously, you're an incredible Ooh. singer. I know that, you know, it was a lot of, probably a lot of months, a lot of years. Years. Uh, years, okay. To go from being like that to actually be an R&B vocal coach. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's like very crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it was every day, every day I'd sleep in a record label. You know, after a while, then my little $2,000 ran out. Right, right. <laughs> sleep on the floor in a record label. Meet all rappers, singers in a record label. Everybody trying to make it. Now I'm in Atlanta. Well, girl, you can sleep on my couch. You can sleep on my floor. You can sleep at my mama house. You see? Right. Yep. Practicing every day, living with musicians, rappers, and singers for years and years. I mean, just literally wake up to rappers writing raps, you know, a little cloud in the air. You know, I didn't know nothing about that before coming to America. Yeah. So who, like, at that, at that time, I know you said Usher was kind of your first, other than Michael Jackson, Usher was kind of your first American. Influence. Yeah. So when you came here to America, who were some of the artists that started influencing you? Kind of oh, like my goodness. My heart just was like, oh, my goodness, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Like, okay, Keisha Cole right. was uh, like in at that time. She just blew up. She, and then I like the 90s, like Joe to see Jagged Edge. Um, I mean, even Ashanti, even though she sings simple, these catchy hooks, you know, I mean, Gerald Levert. I went all the way back because dealing with these folks I met at the record label, they were old school. So they're like, you cannot sing new school R&B if you don't go old school first. Right. So they let me sing. I mean, I had to go through singing Gladys Knight, everything. Sometimes I didn't want to sing these old songs, you know, right. mm -hmm. but they're like, no. And they'll sit there. I had this vocal coach there, Amici Robinson, but he unfortunately passed now. And he raised his girls, his daughters, to be now the drummer for Beyonce. They're touring. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was, yeah, I was with the girls every day and they were preparing to then be signed by Beyonce and stuff, you know. And I was right there with their father. And he was like, well, this girl here, I might teach her too. And he'll call me in the middle of the night and still talk about that one note. He'd be like, well, you sung this one note really good. <laughs> <laughs> so try to sing a second note like that, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, he had so much patience and people were just like pouring into me, which that's very unlikely to just take a person from overseas and just open all doors, you know? Right, right. Be like, come on in, girl. We're going to teach you everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as, as an artist, um, 
you know, you start off as a pop artist in Germany and, and you, know, Ooh, yeah. you came here and you became an artist here in America. When you what what kind of gravitation when you when you look at songs, you're looking at songs that you want to sing lyrically, like the rhythm mm-hmm. of it. What are some of the things that sticks out that make you say, OK, that's the song I want to sing that that connects with. And has that changed at all from where you started in Germany? to? I definitely, it definitely changed. Okay. Well, it changed because I had a rough time, very rough times here. Once that money ran out and once I walked away from that label right. and have no family, nobody here, you know, and just trying to make it. So I had very, very rough times. So my character started changing. You know how it is. Right. Rough times kind of polish you up. And make you see life differently, you know? And then not to say, since I came, I was always around Black people, of course. I've never seen an American white person. And you know one thing about Black people, they will take you to church. So from the beginning, (laughs) from the beginning, I was at the record label. And they would explain to me, you know, gospel music and faith and believing in yourself and stuff. So from the beginning, they instilled that in me and I didn't value it at first. But then when the hard times hit, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then I remembered it. So definitely. Mm -hmm. So it was like a journey for my voice, but then it's a spiritual journey, you know? Right. Yeah. All at one time, which I didn't ask for because I was had my arrogance in Germany. I'm this recording artist. I'm just famous, you know, and I remember people in Germany tried to approach me about the Bible sometimes and stuff, which is rare because in Europe, people don't talk about God like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I ain't got no time. You know, I'm about to be famous. and stuff. I ain't got no time. I don't know what y'all doing over there, but I'm about to blow up. Right, right. You, yeah. you always say that, you always say that confidence seemed like even the confidence when you came, I know you can hit hard times here in America, but this is mm-hmm. confidence to, call back to back keep calling ushers people and then yeah. come over here by yourself with just two thousand dollars and just going for it you know so I'm going sure that, for it yeah. i say I'm, I'm like a roach you know how you're trying to kill it but then it always survives <laughs> 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 you'll be like boom boom and it uh, just keeps yeah keep coming back coming back strong coming back yeah, but yeah so- i love everything that's positive you know positive music and stuff because for a minute i was like I'm just going to be like Ashanti. I love rap because at a record label was a lot of rappers coming through and then they let me live with them. So I was like, I'm just going to be like Ashanti. They had me on their hooks. I actually have a song with um, T.I.'s group Hustle Gang Okay. okay. on YouTube. It's called Allergic. Okay. I'm allergic to BS, you know? Right, right. I got to check that out. So I was all the way in a rap. <laughs> yeah, please check it out. I was all the way deep down in a rap, you know, with the rappers and stuff. But um, their messages sometimes, you know, once I started understanding English, I'm like, oh, no, I can't put negativity out in this world, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So going through that tough time in America, did you ever, because you, like you said, you were a pretty famous pop star in Germany. Did you ever mm-hmm. think about going back to Germany? Like, especially never. Like, real hard. Never. Okay. Never. I, sometimes I didn't have a place to stay in America and I had to go for a walk in the middle of the night because I didn't, but never for once I was like, oh no, I'm going to go back. I'm right. like, no, I'm going to just stick it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad you did. Is, it, is that just because you just <laughs> knew that you can make it or you just didn't like, why is that? Why do you think that is? Yeah. I always had this positive force inside of me thinking it's going to be, right. I'm going to, make it and everything is going to turn out fine i just right. knew it and people be like trying to talk me out of it you know right right mm-hmm. and you stuck it through like you always had the grind yeah. in you you always had the grind in you yeah then i learned the word is hustle over here hustle yeah <laughs> so i'm a hustler you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, and now, you know, now you're doing a lot of, uh, in addition to being an artist, you're also doing a lot of yeah. training and, and being a vocal Very coach. much. And mm-hmm. I've, I, I've seen you in action as a vocal coach. And you're an amazing yes. teacher, an amazing teacher. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed that course we did in your studio. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you did a great Yeah, job. I didn't know so many people were to come out. I just put it out there. I'm doing a vocal course and just Atlanta came out. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And the mm-hmm. So um, what are some of the things that, as a vocal coach, I'm sure you're seeing things from a whole different perspective now. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you're seeing um, singers doing that, you know, um, that you didn't realize before you're a coach, like things that you're like, oh, okay, I can see from this perspective, I can see they can fix this, they can fix this. Is there a lot of things gotcha. that you see a lot of singers doing over and well, over again? Right. I deal with R&B and gospel singers, right? So they naturally can sing very well. They grew up in church. They can sing. They all can sing. Where I come in is not to teach them how to sing necessarily, but persevere their voice and give them warm ups so that when they are in church, they're not hoarse after the church gig because they already can sing. It seems like they taught me how to sing. But now I can come in from the vocal technique perspective, be like, girl, if you warm up for 10 minutes like this, you can sing a whole week full voice and you're not going to get hoarse, you know. Right. Or yeah, if you drop your jaw just a little bit more, the high note comes out easier. Mm-hmm. If you breathe a little bit deeper than this, ha- you know, right. technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, those things are big though, too. Those things are yeah. Yeah. So, and I, so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I always talk a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, so, so it's a blessing because even when I'm teaching, mm-hmm. I listen to these amazing voices. What was the whole reason of me coming here? I still listen to R&B singers, you know, and gospel singers on, on the Zoom every day and right. fix their voices. I'm like, it don't get no better. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. best thing going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lastly, you know, you've gone through an entire music journey now and now you're teaching other people to become better singers and, you know, and, and, and live up to their potential. Yes. Um, what are some things that you know now that you wish you had known like when you first got off that plane, you know. Yeah. I gotta think. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like musically or generally? No, musically. It could be both. It could be both. Let's what say one musically and one like generally like business wise, music business wise. Music business. Mm-hmm. One one as an artist and one music business wise. Okay, I'm gonna say the music business and what it seems, you see, so that's the first thing I had to learn. I wish somebody would have told me earlier, you know, because it's a lot of hurt feelings. Um, situations where as a woman, you don't want situations, you know, and these people knew I'm here by myself from overseas. Why would you try me like that? You know? Mm hmm. Right. So you gotta be somebody. Yeah, somebody with a weak character. You see them on the news one day, laying somewhere under the bridge, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's good advice. A lot of people need to hear that, you know? A lot of people need to hear Ooh, that. Ooh, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Got to be careful. And then let me know what else you've got going on for, uh, for the rest of 2020. I know your, your lessons are coming. 20, we already in 21. 2021. I'm sorry. Did I say 2020? My bad. My yes. Bad. 2021. It's almost 2022, yeah. too. I know. I was so inspired to put up my gospel EP out. I call it gospel, but it's not the typical gospel. You know, I just um, I listen to a lot of gospel. And of course, R&B is my influence. But I just shut everything out and told myself I want to write songs from my heart and whatever comes out that came out, you know. Right. 
I'm looking for yeah. it. You have a name for it yet? No, you got one for me. At first, I wanted to call it antidote because here is the pandemic and I needed an antidote for, so people don't stress about it. I like that. I like that. Ant- antidote or, or the backs? Called the backs. The fact? The backs, B A X, like vaccine. The vaccine. No way. Like, That's a good idea. The backs. That's even yeah. better. Yeah, think about it. I like both of them, though. I like both of them. But the vax is good because, yeah. yeah, if people had enough faith, you know, they'd be slower to move on certain things. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, everybody, this is an amazing singer and vocal coach out of Atlanta, originally out of Germany, but here in Atlanta now. So uh, Alicia, I appreciate joining us here today. Thank you. I appreciate you, too. I can't talk a lot. We could have stayed here for 10 hours. So let me go. <laughs>